Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to episode four of Fire and Air. You're with your hosts, Kush and Uma. Hello. <laughs> hey. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> oh, how is it going, indeed? It's going. It's it going. is lockdown number three. Everyone be going through it right now. And it is going. <laughs> <laughs> we all just floating out here, trying to survive, basically. Hope you are surviving. <laughs> So yes, today's episode is called We Move, a phrase pretty much all of us <laughs> says to each other or ourselves a lot. A lot. A lot. Too much. Too much. And actually, that's how this episode was inspired, because I was driving home from work and I had another L that day. I don't know, probably one of my patients <laughs> ran away from me again and we had to chase her down the road. I don't know, some shit like that tends oh. to happen to me. Wow. But- <laughs> So I was driving home and I was thinking about an L I had just gone through and then I said to myself, I was like, you know what, we move, like, just leave it, we move. And then I realised in that moment, I was like, oh my god, I actually tell myself to move repeatedly every single day. Like, it's actually like, I'm not even joking, like, I literally tell myself to move all the time. So do you think this is because of you or is this life? <laughs> like, what do you think I this is? I don't know, because my life just seems to be like... A series of L's that I that I, that I need to move from all the time, and it's I'm tired. Honestly, I'm no, tired. I get that. I think I can't even sit here and judge you because <laughs> I'm tired. Too much is happening at once. Can we just allow it? Like, please give me, give, let me breathe now. I just I'm done. I'm done with moving so much. I'd, let me just stay still. Oh, can you tell we're going through it? a bit of a sob story. Me and Uma collectively have experienced a lot of L's in our lifetime. Mm. And because of that, we're going to battle it out for you guys right now. Both of us okay. are going to bring to the table okay. our biggest bag of L's. Okay. For you guys to decide who has faced the worst L's. Okay, and I'm definitely gonna win this because my life is just one big fat L. Please. And please. <laughs> please. Please. I will be winning at this game. <laughs> oh, we shall see. And yeah, we're gonna give our top L's that we think that we've gone through. That is shareable for the podcast. Indeed. Yes. And we want you guys at home, we're gonna put a poll on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So we can see who's gonna be crowned the L Queen for round one of Battle of the L. We move. We move. We move. So, me and my first boyfriend were together for two years. And then we broke up, fine, whatever happens. And then, you know, what happens is we don't speak for a few months. And I don't know why. I think it's about six months, seven months now. And then, boom, we do speak. And, you know, it's a bit of a catch-up, also a bit of a closure thing. We know how it be. And then he tells me he's engaged. Engaged? Yeah, that's my L. We move. We move. So, my number one L is I got dumped after 72 hours of being in the relationship at the big age of 21. We move. We move. We move. So, 
I was driving from London to Manchester. Again, four hour drive. All of a sudden I'm driving, there's a bag on the motorway, like a plastic white bag. And then it literally like flew, the way the wind was coming, it flew and got stuck on my left wing mirror. It actually got stuck there. And then, so I was like, fuck's sake, I can't see anything out of that mirror now. I was like, I'm gonna have to slow down because obviously it's dangerous. And also like, I need to go to association to take it off. Like I've got like a four hour drive. And then, so I stop in the service station, but obviously that takes for ages because I have to slow down and it's quite far away. And for some reason that adds 15 minutes onto my journey. I get into the surface station, I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. As I stop, I didn't even have to get out the car to turn, take the bag off. It just fell off. <laughs> I was like, that's so annoying, but okay, like, whatever, we move. And we'll go into, we'll just carry on the ride. So I get off, and somehow I miss my turning, and I add another 15 minutes onto my journey. Um, So that's half an hour added now. And then I'm going and I'm kind of just angry that this has all happened. And also then I just kind of like space out a little bit. And then I miss my next junction. So I added another 20 minutes. So I somehow just added an hour onto my already four hour journey basically. Like I said, daily L, but it's still worth a mention. We move, we move, we move. Right, next L. So, I was on a night out and I bumped into the guy that I was seeing. Really excited, spent the whole night with him at the club. And then we are walking after the club and we're walking down the street and I'm very, very drunk. And I'm just trying to impress him. I'm just trying to be goofy, trying to be funny, just trying to impress him. And I see these, <laughs> I see this row of poles and suddenly I had, the very smart idea of showing him that I can leapfrog over all of these poles. There were about eight poles. Drunk me thought she could do it. So I'm like, hey, look at this. Leapfrog over pole one, pole two, pole three, pole four, pole five, pole six. Then we get to pole seven. I leapfrog over pole seven. I face plant the ground, smash my head off the floor, get up and leapfrog over pole eight. And then I woke up the next day with the fattest black eye in the world. I couldn't, I literally couldn't see. And then he ended things with me that day. We move, we move, we move. For my next one, I just want to give a quick article headline. And I think that will explain exactly how much of an L it was. Asian girl bullied out of a grammar school by a racist teacher. We move, we move, we move. The next L I am bringing to the table is, I got fired from a cleaning job at the age of 18. Fired from a cleaning job. Fired by text. Minions, chant with us! We move, we move! I hope you guys enjoyed that battle. We're gonna put a poll on Instagram. Please, please, please vote who you think wins this round of Battle of the Elves <laughs> and gets crowned the L Queen. Oi, 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 oi. So we just wanted to break down what we move actually means, the connotations of it, like 
What are we really saying when we say we move? it kind of implies that something's happened that negative in your life something has like occurred that might have like stemmed some emotions and it's just a bit like okay there's what it is I'll just let go of it we we move amen (laughs) we move it's basically like amen (laughs) at the end of any situation (laughs) yeah I think it holds negative connotations because it kind of almost invalidates the depth of the experience if you just like oh we move however I do find a sense of comfort in it and I think Mm. that sense of comfort comes from just when when we say we move that means whatever we're moving from automatically just gets put into our repression bag and that obviously gives us that temporary yeah. relief in the moment yeah it's like oh I don't have to think about it whatever <laughs> it's happened it is what it is like oh see I am literally like so the opposite with that now like I think I'm so so like sensitive about emotions that it's like if I experience them like, I'll say we move in the moment, but I don't mean it because I don't move and I need to sort this out because right I don't move. now. <laughs> I don't move. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, if I don't figure this out, logically, every little series, I might just explode. I think that's just, like, how much I feel emotion, like, how, how many times, like, how much I can feel it. So I just need to, like, you know, do that for myself. Yeah, that's true. And I think, actually, that is... I think depending on how you use we move, Mm. like the concept of, so I find myself sometimes I say we move, like when something happens, I just don't want to deep it and I just like, you know, repress it, don't process the emotions properly like you were saying. Mm. Um, But then sometimes as well, I will process it, like I'll go through the event and I'll process it and then I will tell myself, okay, let it go now. Yeah. Because I have the habit of... over analyzing the same situation over and over again yeah. and I always come back to the same conclusion so I yeah. think it also can be a practice of letting it go after processing so yeah. that's an advantage and a disadvantage depending on how you use it really yeah that's yeah that's really good to be fair like using it in that way when we're using we move in the negative way that we just explained like we're not mm. processing it properly we're just addressing that a negative thing has happened that we're experiencing negative emotions and we don't want to engage in it mm-hmm. and so focusing on the first definition of we move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just really the, like, the problems with that, like, like why that, why mm-hmm. that's not the right thing to do. And I think it's because what a lot of us don't realise is that there's actually so much beauty and importance that comes from experiencing mm-hmm. these negative emotions. Yeah. It's kind of this yin-yang kind of lifestyle of, remembering that you know with anything good there has to be the polar opposite there has to be something that's making you admire that good more and unfortunately it is negative events um but I think you know if you are able to process things properly and really be able to like have the skills to do that I think you can find the beauty into everything you do but yeah it's making sure you take that time out into doing yeah yeah that's so true another beautiful part of experiencing negative emotions is that it's 
it's a warning. Like these are actually evolutionary warning signals that are telling us that there's something spiritually that isn't aligned with who we are. Something's happening or something's happened that doesn't align with who we are and what a spiritual evolutionary warning sign. Can you describe like what what that means okay so this is gonna go on a little bit of a tangent but basically how I'm gonna explain this is that all living things have evolutionary responses and the response is to enable survival increase chances of survival to the fullest right but why do humans have so many emotions compared to all other types of animals and it's because humans have two goals so we have the goal of the inherent goal of surviving but we also have the inherent goal of being happy so we have the physical goal and we have the spiritual goal so physical evolutionary responses increases our chances of survival whereas emotional evolutionary responses spiritual evolutionary responses increase our chances of happiness so when we experience negative emotions these are warning signals to us and these are warning signals that have evolved for humans specifically because of that spiritual goal that we have to be happy so it's telling us that 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 an event or an action doesn't align with who we are and therefore we we need to change something in order to bring us closer to to that goal of being happy so that's really interesting because it's kind of saying that like whatever the event is that's caused this negative emotion it's not aiding growth there's kind of like some people that believe that negative emotions lower your vibrations. What we mean when we say vibrations we're referring to energetic frequencies that living beings give off to others and present and you know Um, fluctuate within themselves whereas there's other people that might believe that these are kind of like normal everyday emotions which they are they are but people just think like they don't think beyond that they just think yeah cool like it's it's just a negative emotion and you know it's human and it's beautiful and you know we cannot feel we don't have to feel bad about we don't have to attach such a strong like negative label to it how do you feel about that see i think because you, because sh- there was a tweet that said this, and like you showed me this tweet, and I think that was the first time I really thought about it in the other sense. Like I've always thought about it that experiencing negative emotions are do does lower your vibration. But then the tweet said, <laughs> "Love Twitter, it's so educational." <laughs> uh, but the tweet said that it's not actually experiencing the negative emotions that lowers your vibration. It's it's the repression of experiencing the negative mm. emotions so I guess that comes like when you say that oh we move like you just mm-hmm. repress it like you're not you're not processing it mm. and is this not processing the negative emotions in a, in a healthy way that lowers your vibration because something that can be processed and dealt with and let go in that moment then becomes something that turns into a trauma and then that trauma turns into long-term repercussions mm-hmm. and like I mean we everyone knows that and and we say this all the time like you know don't hold it in if you hold it in it's all going to come out but that is I don't think people deep that enough if if you don't process the emotions that you're feeling and it's so much easier to repress it but then that turns into that trauma and that trauma 
comes out it can come out and one month later mm. 10 10 months later like 10 years later mm-hmm. but it will start affecting you in ways that you wouldn't even be able to start connecting yeah, to that event like because it, it was so yeah, far gone you wouldn't even realize and the so connection. much yeah so much has happened between then and mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. that it's like I don't even know why I'm acting like this exactly. or feeling like this exactly. right now that kind of invalidates like why am I feeling like this like am I crazy like yeah. where's this coming from yeah but you know and then someone will actually tell you oh it's probably from that that thing that happened like five years ago but then you you could be like oh but you know that maybe it wasn't really that deep but it, it becomes deeper and deeper and deep. it grows inside yeah. of you and I think it's it's important to remember that like trauma is a term that is used that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my god it's the biggest kind of thing that can yeah. happen to you or any human in the world and of course that is trauma but also like trauma can be on a really minor yeah. level like it can be I don't know like Oh, I ran past this curb thing one time <laughs> and I nearly cracked my head. And now I'm a bit traumatised by, like, sharp turns. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, that is trauma. If yeah. it's affecting you later, it is trauma. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just wanted to break that down because I think that's a big misconception. That is. And that's actually so, so, so true. Like, people think that an event has to reach a certain level of negativity mm-hmm. for it to be considered as trauma. Yeah. But really, like everything like everything is trauma (laughs) obviously to psychology students it would be wrong of us to not have immoral (laughs) it would be immoral for us not to give you a few tips and tricks on how to deal with trauma tips (laughs) and tricks no and as seriously as you saw from our l from battle of the l's uh we have personal experience uh, i think we got a lot of trauma (laughs) (laughs) a few ways to handle it that I think we've both been trying to incorporate into our lives. And it is really, really difficult. And mm-hmm. I'm like, by no means, like, good at doing this yet at all. But we, we say this to each other a lot. Well, first of all, mm-hmm. like we said, try not to avoid the emotions you're feeling. If you're experiencing emotion, validate yourself. I am experiencing this emotion, even if it doesn't seem to match the level of the event that happened like you think you're overreacting or whatever just experience it feel it mm-hmm. accept that you feel it but then I think the second step is to observe it more from an outsider perspective mm-hmm. so not to get not to become at one with the emotion like the emotion isn't who you are just try and take a step back mm-hmm. and take an observer approach L- observe the emotions rather than become at one with them it, it suddenly seems a lot less severe mm-hmm. and it, it suddenly just seems like a lot more easy to manage so yeah I would really advise practicing that once I'm trying to be an observer I'm just thinking about what I can do next and that's something I can control therefore let me just see what on a rational level like without that emotion what I come up with of how to react to that and then I kind of balance the two of like this is my emotional reaction and this is my rational reaction which one do I want to go for Mm -hmm. yeah Oh, okay. So you try and be really diplomatic about it. Yeah. So you try and really like balance the logic with mm-hmm. the emotion. And we're not going to go into this too much now, but just very like quickly, we want to go into this properly in another episode. But it's really important <laughs> not to think that emotions and logic can't work together. Yes. You can use your logical mind with your emotional yes. mind and the emotional mind doesn't have to just your mind, it can complement each other, but people just, people don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just add, I look at the logical and I look at the emotional, look at both outcomes and I think, let me try and blend them together because 
at the end of the day, if you're caring about the situation, you have to use a bit of your emotion mm, to get the best outcome. Exactly. Otherwise, it won't be an accurate outcome because it's not real life. And that might be a self hack of being a bit pure in your intentions. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Stop being dickheads. <laughs> yeah. None of our minions are dickheads. <laughs> not all of them. And yeah, just like something that. I think is really helping me at the moment especially is that I keep reminding myself that everything is temporary and it just like we never believe it in the moment like when someone tells us oh this this will pass like in the moment it really doesn't feel like it's gonna pass this but, is here forever yes now. I am going to feel it like for the rest of my this life this is me look at me look at, look at I'm sad this I'm is sad, me and now. now I'm sad I'm just call me sad from now on. <laughs> yeah forget oh, my name <laughs> my name's not Omar my name's not Kush my name is sad <laughs> and sad Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, Sad. <laughs> yeah, we always get through it. And we humans do. are so much more resilient than we realize. And we just have to remember that we all have an inherent strength because we have to be emotionally resilient. Mm-hmm. We have no choice of that to survive in this cold, cold world. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, so yeah, me and Uma were actually talking about this. And we were talking about like, the different emotions. And we feel a lot collectively. Mm-hmm. You were saying that. Oh, my God. We feel a lot individually but then between us it's it's a lot yeah there's a lot like <laughs> shared shared emotion and it's beautiful no it, re- it is it really is beautiful how we feel emotions together and stuff and we actually found out that the emotion that we are both most vulnerable with so the emotion that we don't want to like the last of, yeah the last emotion we'd want to expose to the outside world and for both of us it's anger and I don't know I wonder how common this is actually like how many people have anger have anger as their most vulnerable emotion and if it's a gender thing yes because of obviously in this world of toxic masculinity <laughs> a lot of like a lot of men would say it's sadness yeah they would yeah whereas ours is definitely anger and I wonder if I know how like women and how we're socialized it's like you have to be vulnerable like sorry you have to be vulnerable, but you can't show this like negative side of you. Otherwise, you're not like the cute, like next, the girl next door. Like, you're not that sweet girl like anymore. Like, you're just like a horrible, horrible girl. Like, do you know what I mean? That's so true. Like, that's how girls like brought up a little bit. And I feel like that is, I don't know if it's my reasoning, but I know that affects me because, like, I don't want to come across as someone that's just like not. I don't know like someone that's out of control like I don't want to seem like someone that's really impulsive and things like that like I want to seem like I've got my shit together because I generally yeah. do but like if you're getting me angry obviously I'm angry so yeah what then but to be fair on that it takes me a lot to get angry yeah yeah you're that's so true actually that I think if it is a gender thing and this again of another theory we're putting out there <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually a lot for a lot of um girls it is anger uh, I think it definitely is a result like subconsciously it's a result of social conditioning and I think like similar to what you said I think it's also that when you're angry it's displaying a level of dominance yeah like anger comes with trying to like you're trying to make your feelings the dominant feelings that like you're trying to express yourself in a dominating way mm-hmm. it's a very it's a very dominating mm-hmm. um Emotion, emotion with a lot of with a lot of presence and women aren't taught to be that mm-hmm. women are taught to be submissive so maybe we're so 
we don't want to expose that anger because you know we feel yeah. like we can't like we feel like as women we actually can't display that emotion because that will make that will take us away from the submissive the submissive personality that we're meant to have it's actually messed up <laughs> I think, like, it's actually messed up like cold cold world no but well yes but i mean like when you think about women really we're like the most re- like we actually are the most resilient gender like i don't even care we are so more resilient so than more, any yeah. guy so much more like no way are they the dominant go away that yeah. makes me mad right that makes exactly. me mad like I think for men because they don't process a lot of their emotions I know a lot of it is to do with toxic masculinity and they yeah that's also to do with socialization yeah, socialization but it just means that they don't have as much experience dealing with the emotions so they don't become as resilient whereas we women deal with so many emotions mm-hmm. on a daily basis and so we get that practice yeah. every day mm-hmm. every day <laughs> of our lives yep <laughs> every day of our lives indeed so yeah, I think that pretty much rounds it up, and I hope you guys yes. enjoyed our battle of the L. Yes. Um. So what we're gonna do is put a poll on Instagram, like we said, and we're gonna try and do that this week at some point. So keep your eyes peeled, and then obviously the results will be like in twenty four hours later. Um. Yeah, so that's how we're gonna do it, and you know, give us a follow and whatnot at <laughs> Fire and Air Podcast. Yes, follow us on Instagram. Instagram. Yes. Um. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs>